0: Welcome to the Life as an Observer podcast. My name is Ryan Bean. I am your host in self-observation. This podcast is an exploration of physical and non-physical self through discussion around yoga, meditation, self-improvement, self-realization, and practices that elevate the mind-body-soul connection. Let's start observing. This episode of Life as an Observer is made possible by patron support. If you'd like to support this program, you can visit patron.podbean.com backslash life as an observer to learn more. Well, welcome to Life as an Observer. Uh, Today I get the really fun opportunity to talk to my friend, my friend Veronica Rose, and... We had just got off of a retreat weekend. Uh, we were hosting a retreat in Florida and it was an art and meditation retreat. Uh, it included a lot of things like breath working, and ice baths. If you're around me, those are probably right around the corner. Um, and we really went deep into our mind through ceremony, through intention to really find this product, which is our creativity. It was almost uh, designed that way, but then in in another way, we kind of morph the weekend into really finding ourselves again and letting go of that expectations of that illusion who we thought we were. In today's talk with, with Veronica, we explore what it is to create intentional spaces and have ceremony in your life that is not just ceremony, big ceremonies, but really finding small things that you can do at home that are ritual or ceremony. We also discuss in, in larger detail healing for veterans and the use of psychedelic assisted therapy through MDMA, through uh, psilocybin, through mushrooms, to work into this, again, new narrative of who we think we really are and knowing that healing can start in just small changes. I hope you really enjoy my talk today with, with Veronica. There are a few uh, areas where we had a, a little bumpy of a internet connection, but I think the the message will really shine through and you'll be able to really feel the the passion that she has for this work and um, and hear the com the, the communication between us. Thanks for listening today. I hope you really enjoyed today's episode with Veronica Rose. Hey V, thanks for joining today. I'm excited to see you and you're in your your studio there with many projects behind you. Um, Thanks for, for coming on, um, it's on to Life as an Observer today. Um, so Veronica Rose, you can find Veronica Rose at Veronica Rose Art, um, yes. social media yes. sites and um, at, uh, on her webpage at Veronica Rose. Um, is it veronicaroseart.com, is that right? Yes, yes. Yeah, Veronica Rose Art. It is. So Veronica mm-hmm. is a artist, a ceremony leader, a facilitator, um, Veronica is certainly um, she, she used the term moon dancer and I'm, I'm interested to hear more about that and Veronica does a lot of work with uh, with veterans and so I'm really happy to, to talk to you a little bit about some of the things that you do um, to really help our vets but also just to really help us as humans um, in general to to find more intention um, into the things we do and it's almost in a in a way um, Moving towards our manifestations, and I think that's kind of where we where we kill a lot of our manifestations is we don't keep intention behind them. Um, you know, we just sort of say, "I'm manifesting this. I want it. I hope I get it," and then we lose track of um, how to kind of hold that in our foresight. We put it in our in the back of our brain, hoping that it'll happen, and then we wonder why it never ca- happened. So, Ronica, hi, hello. Hey. <laughs> um, uh, tell, me, tell me, tell me about what a moon dancer is. I want to hear about this.
1: Sure. So a moon dancer, um, it originated in Mexico and it was uh, an Aztec dance tradition that was lost. Um, and they did it um, a while ago and it was been resurrected by the abuela or the grandmother at the ceremony. And basically it's a gathering of women and it's by the pyramid of the moon in Mexico. And we fast for four days while we dance all night in prayer. We're all wearing these white dresses and there's these different lines and we're all following the abuela and she's directing us into these different movements. So when the ancestors from above look down on us, we're creating these patterns and we're creating these symbols for them to see. And that's our way of communicating with them. And we also smoke um, sacred tobacco in these uh, ceremonies. And we also do two sweat lodges a day. So it's a very big purification process. We burn copal the whole time. And that's why I love burning copal. And that's part of my intention setting and part of my clearing for manifestation, like you mentioned. And um, it's just really sacred ritual, and it's a four year commitment. So if you choose to do this, you have to do it for four years. And it's normally the full moon in October for us. And uh, and at the end of your four years, you become a sacred tobacco pipe carrier and you can lead new moon and full moon tobacco prayers for your community. And it's such an honor. Um, I've been doing I've been dancing for about four years and I'm getting ready to start a new one with my friend in Florida in 2023. So I'm holding out for them.
0: So look for retreats happening. I know know you host a lot of retreats. That's really cool. I know you host a lot of retreats. Um, I think you and I became familiar with each other through your goddess retreats and and you and I have kind of just playing with retreats at the hostel in the forest and and finding sacred spaces in which we could commune with nature, commune with um, others, and really kind of help them find their way, Um, whether that be through meditation, through ceremony, lots of ceremonies. And I would like for you to sort of talk about ceremonies um, how they apply in your life. I, for me, I just believe that ceremony has been with us ever since. I think that as the first Homo sapiens walked the earth, they had a ceremony for something, whether it was to go gather, a ceremony to hunt, to gather. You know, There was some sort of ceremony that was always there. And as Westerners, I think we've lost track of that, but I think we're coming back around. We're coming back around to integrating ceremony. So tell me a little bit about what ceremony means to you and how you integrate ceremony in, into your uh, you know, your day or your weeks or your months?
1: Sure. So sometimes when people think ceremony these days, they think of ayahuasca or doing plant yeah. medicines, which I also um, am a big fan of. Um, however, um, I think ceremony is a ritual that you can create yourself and intuitively um, create in everyday life. And so I love to bless my space with Kopal. I love to do different water rituals I I have a special water carafe that you fill up your water it enhances the chi I leave that on my altar and then I drink that in the morning and that's kind of like a morning ritual that I like to do but um as far as ceremony well you and I had a great time at the retreat that we just hosted together and yeah. I'm just so grateful to see you guys but um I love creating ritual and a lot of times that looks like uh, candles and burning copal and just setting intentions. But um, ceremonies for me have been huge in uh, a healing way. Um, I do participate in a lot of plant medicine ceremonies and as a veteran, I feel like it's really helped me manage my PTSD and get a lot of clarity um, as to um, traumas that even happened before the military and helping me tune into things I need to release. And so I participate in ayahuasca and peyote and San Pedro ceremonies often and sweat lodges. Um, I love those kind of uh, rituals. And so I like to help other people find that path too. It's not for everyone. Um, those plant medicines are very sacred and they should be respected. And, and it, it's not, not everyone feels called to participate in those. And so the people that do Um, you know, it's, it's very profound life-changing experience, especially for veterans. And this is a good way too, for veterans, when they get out, sometimes they feel lost because they lost their sense of community and their way of life is totally engulfed with being around other people and being, you know, working, living, you know, eating with all these same people for a long time. And so when we get out, a lot of them feel lost because they've lost their, their community. And so what I really like about these ceremonies is it's a new community that you can uh, come together with. And you're going through this really powerful healing session together. And we're all encouraging each other to do the deep work. And sometimes when we're purging, yeah, yeah, I just wanted to to mention that. And so veterans can really benefit from this. And so I am also really into into mushrooms and uh, microdosing as well. And I've found a really great... uh, I found that to be really helpful in my healing process.
0: Yeah, I think one of the major takeaways, so I'll I'll preface this for the listeners here, but so Veronica and I were just at a retreat in Florida uh, called Evolve um, and we'll probably be doing at least two of those a year um, in different locations. I think we're talking about doing the next one out here towards me in the West, which would be really great. So maybe in Utah, I guess look for that really soon Um, this is certainly a sacred land that has been blessed with many many ceremonies uh, specifically around nature and plants but I that um, the water ceremony I think is something that really uh, the ritual of, of using I guess we need to maybe separate ritual and ceremony even though they're both kind of in the way the same I think of myself as you know my daily sadhana as a ritual you know me getting into the ice bath me doing breath work that is a ritual just like you drinking your water in the morning but I really liked using that craft um, intentionally, whether whether you believe it or not. You know, it's just it's just sort of like it's all about it's all about just doing the work and saying I believe that I'm putting intention into this. Whether you believe that the vortex in the water works or the symbol at the bottom is actually vibrant or not, it's really about being intentional with your thoughts as you do it. And I think that's where a lot of people get lost is like. Why do I need to buy that thing? Well, y- you don't, actually. We were drinking out of water bottles that we had written words on or things that were manifesting. So you could take a water bottle and write the word um, healthy, or you can write the word abundant or loved. And as you drink that, think those words, and, sim- and it, that becomes the ritual, right? Um, you don't necessarily need to have this beautiful carafe, but it's nice. <laughs> it's, it's, it's
1: nice. The it. one thing people can do if they don't have this carafe is um, – so as if you can spin it in a vortex, that is when the water is more susceptible to receiving messages of love, of, you know, positive energy that you want to place in there. So people can spin their water and do the same kind of thing when uh, in setting intention that way. And the water holds memory better in a vortex because it's. A vortex is simulating as the water leaves the aquifers, and it's normally magnetized and being crushed through rocks and all these layers of filtration. And um, as it comes out of the, uh, the spring, it's normally spinning in a vortex, and it's absorbing all of those energies around them—sunlight, moonlight, plants, and ener- you know all of that good stuff. So um, it's activated chi, and so basically, activating the chi in your water can help you, you know, uh, ingrain it with positive energy um, with your own messages. So. 25%. I remember I
0: watched something maybe a, maybe a couple of months ago, when it was about the the science of water, and you know, when it talked a lot a lot about the intentions we put in water. I think it specifically had to do with the formation of crystals in the water um, as it froze, and how the intention was there. What the what the snowflakes looked like, or the crystals looked like, as if there were positive energy around it, and what they look like, and they would look very unorganized when they when they would say things that were negative towards the water, and. It was just sort of like an, an evidence-based um, test that they showed. And I think I, I really resonated with that because this is something that we need every day. You need to, to have that in your body every day. You have to have water, right? You, you can't not have water. So um, a, as you drink water and it, when it becomes intentional, when it when there is positive energy with it, it's almost like you're, you're bringing that into you and hydrating your cells down to the DNA, not just hydration, not just the, the actual water itself, but the actual vibration of and going into the DNA, going into the cell and creating that state of being that is well-being rather than just, I'm hydrated. And I think that's where we kind of get lost. And we, you know, I see, I work at a gym and they, uh, they have these giant water bottles, right? And they they think they're to challenge you to drink a gallon a day or something like that, right? And it tells you your different timelines. And I always look at it thinking, you know, it's all encouraging and wonderful. But what if it said things like, you're beautiful, you're amazing, you're wonderful. Like, and there were affirmations rather than you're hydrated, you know? And and maybe you would get a little something more out of your your daily hydration ritual.
1: (laughs) Definitely. And I just wanted to mention, I think that, uh, Dr. Emoto is the yeah. the doctor that started discovering this, but um, I actually started following this woman on Instagram, and she goes by the Water Priestess. Okay, and she shows all kinds of amazing ways to activate the chi in your water, including like toroidal copper, uh, like I, I guess accessories that you put on top of your water bottle, and it like sends this like energetic life force through your water while it's being like magnetized and vortex. Like she's hardcore and um, but when you look at her skin, I mean, when things are vortexed, um, it enters your cells easier and you become more hydrated. A lot of us are drinking water, but it's like dead flat water right from the pot, you know, the tap that's not alive. And it doesn't hydrate us as, as well as those like vortex waters. So I just wanted to add that if anyone was looking into Finding more about water—it's really fascinating.
0: I may need to look in. So I was looking for that carafe. I was—I I, did—I did a quick search and I couldn't find it. Uh, okay. Maybe maybe share that link with me. But um, I was looking on Amazon. and I looked and I just put like water infused chi carafe, and I, I couldn't find it. But um, I'll share it with the listeners if we can find that um, if we can find that link. I'll I'll share it with the listeners in the in the link below. Um, and okay. it looks like it's from Mesa Crafts. Okay, so I'll I'll look there for them. Um, and I'll put it in our in our show notes here. Um, but that, they get the, all that's really wonderful the the using smoke for inten uh, for creating intentional spaces using water. Um, for me, I have my candle from our ceremony that I burn every night as I still put my intention into it. Um, but I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about since I, I'm a veteran, you're a veteran and and how when, when I know when I got out, let me just kind of reenact this a little bit. So when I got out I felt like the work that I did is what I needed to continue to do, and I felt quite lost. Um, I felt like I needed to. That was the training, and now I'm an adult because I went in when I was 18. So now I get out, and now I'm, you know, I'm 28, and I said, "Well, now what?" And I felt quite um, confused about what my life purpose was, and um, if I had wasted 10 years or if I had if it was a benefit to me, I wasn't sure. I, w- I just, I was in this really weird place of, was that what I was supposed to do? And of course I w- hadn't really gone along my awakening path yet. I hadn't really been woken up to to the, to, the, to the my spiritual journey yet. But at that time I felt quite lost. And I think that um, having an additional, a, another community would have um, been a really added benefit to me. Um, because for me I felt like I missed out on my 20s so of course I started to party go out drinking a lot I was like that's what I felt like I needed to do was make up for lost time and that now in hindsight was I mean I guess I needed to have that but really I would have been more intentional and I would have moved forward rather than reverting backward and so I lost a few years um, learned a few lessons but I'm you know I'm grateful for all of it but it's certainly that so tell me about what the community and and some of the, the work that you're doing with veterans and, and how you're helping them with finding that when they're feeling lost, when they're looking for direction. What is some of the work that you're doing to help vets?
1: Sure. So, you know, a lot of people have um, spiritual awakenings and including veterans. And, you know, I think it's a unique niche of spiritual veterans that um when they find each other they're like yes because they have that warrior spirit within them and it's like how do you harness the warrior but you know keep it uh full of love and light you know yes there's some shadow work to do for sure and we can release some stuff but um i'm trying to i'm building a community of i guess uh light warriors and um and and we're creating a space. So we've done a couple um, veteran retreats and I host them. They're called Warriors Awakening. And it's basically for magical as fuck veterans that wanna come together and and just grow spiritually and connect. And it's, it's like a, a beautiful community that we're forming. And so um, we do this at, and we do nature hikes, we do painting workshops, we also focus on the water. Um, And my friend Ryan Holt, who's also been on Naked and Afraid, that's his um, home and he built a geodesic dome in the mountains of Maine on 42 acres and it's just a beautiful space to be. And we do yoga every day and we just try to, I guess, um, enliven the spirit again, because a lot of times when we go to war and we're deployed or we're in the military, a part of our spirit dies. And there's this term called moral injury that I've been looking into and basically is when veterans um, or first responders, you know, or cops or police officers, they're doing a job, but they don't really like what they're doing. They're not. They don't really feel good about it. And so a lot of people were like, "Why were we in Iraq? Why were we in Afghanistan?" And they did some things that maybe they don't feel great about. And that's a moral injury. And a lot of veterans have that. And so um, that's why these ceremonies are really great um you know in general is to help kind of clear that to um, ask for forgiveness for themselves because a lot of people have a lot of guilt and survivor's guilt especially and so our warriors awakening retreat is to help revive the spirit of all the veterans um that resonate with this and it's been really profound and it's very helpful and to find a community and we all keep in touch afterwards too and we're all visiting each other still and um but once you find your community, it's you can kind of breathe a little bit, like, <sighs> like maybe they're not directly, you know, in your neighborhood or in your town, but you know, the, with the beauty of social media, even though it does have a lot of downsides, but the beauty of it is we can stay connected and stay in touch, and so that spirit and that group harmony doesn't dis- uh, dispel, I guess. So, yeah. So
0: how often do you do those? So they're in Maine, they're at Ryan's house, right, or his his property. How mm-hmm. often do you do those retreats?
1: So we've been doing them about once a year but we are probably going to do two um spring Mm. and fall and um yeah so i'd love to keep doing that we also um, i'm also a a psychedelic integration coach so while we were there um we talked a lot about microdosing and the benefits uh, to a lot of the people and at the past retreat too um we talked a lot about that too specifically with mushrooms and um that's been really profound because a lot of those medicines are uh, specifically mushrooms. You can mix with other pharmaceutical medications. And there's a whole list. I, there's a my people are worried like, oh, is this going to have a drug interaction? Well, they have a whole site where um, they talk about which drugs you can take with microdosing. So, uh, but also you don't want to just jump in without researching or anything like that. So I'm not recommending that, but I definitely want people to know that there are other methods of healing besides pharmaceuticals specifically with depression and anxiety and it's not just one thing you know fixes everything it's a combination of you know your ritual your habits and your rituals and you know um working on yourself and it's like a long path i've been out about 15 years and i'm still doing the work i'm still clearing i'm still you know trying to free myself from these triggers i mean i still get alarmed with loud noises and you know Things like where, that. where did so. you say
0: you found that? I think I, we had an internet little glitch there, uh, but where did you say you, you found where the what uh, the site that you um, where what what pharmaceuticals mix with um, with mushrooms? What is it called?
1: Sure, it's a um, microdosinginstitute
0: Okay, Microdosinginstitute.com. and that is, I guess, a, a, a key element to the to your veterans retreats, right? Is is you know that's an option if they wanted to to, to participate and.
1: Yeah, well we you know, I wasn't expecting it. I just was sharing the information and then everybody was like, Oh my god, how can we learn more? And <laughs> that's kinda so, like
0: uh, us at our last retreat. Everyone's like, I want to know more. Let's do that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I wasn't I wasn't expecting, I'm not a shaman by any means. I'm not trying to lead a ceremony, but I'm just educating people and um and helping them find the resources. But in the future, I am working with um a Mexican curandera, and she is also a licensed therapist who can prescribe mushrooms and MDMA. So we are planning a retreat in the end of February in Florida um, to help veterans with psychedelics. So um, legally, you know, she's a therapist that can offer that. Um, So I'm really excited to, to work with someone like that.
0: Yeah, where can um, where can people find information about that retreat? Is, is it is it best to look at your website, or is there an, another site that they need to look to if they were interested in signing up for that, or is it closed, or is it open still?
1: Well, right now we are gonna do two weekends in Florida and about six participants each weekend. And so if, if anyone's interested, they can um, sign up on my newsletter, VeronicaRoseArt.com. Okay. And just message me and say that, hey, I'm a veteran, I'm interested. And we can try to get you uh, in there soon because um, the therapist has to talk to everyone and make sure that it's okay, make sure there's no drug interactions, um, specifically with the MDMA that can have a lot of interactions with people. So normally she serves MDMA to help kind of in a small dose too, to help relax everybody. And then we do um, three grams of mushrooms with an eye mask and everyone lays down. Mm -hmm. And so the MDMA helps you kind of like open your body up for like six hours um, while everything's happening. We have music on and things like that too. So it's not a ceremony, I guess it's more, you know, it's, it is very sacred still, but you're doing your own work by yourself. And, uh, and, and they have you wear your eye mask, too, because a lot of times with mushrooms, you know, everything looks bright and it's beautiful and you want to dance and you want to move sometimes. But um, with the eye mask on, it really makes you go within. And it helps yeah. you really go inward and with, with less distractions, it's kind of like a float tank. You know, it's like you want to be minimal distractions and that way you can really do the work.
0: Yeah, I've, I've experimented a little bit with, um, you know, using um, ice baths and, you know, using breath work in conjunction with um, psychedelic-assisted therapy. So, I've worked with, you know, ketamine and with psilocybin, adding breath work, ice baths, and then floating. And I can see how that, kind of that, that almost, a, almost a circle, if you will, just different modalities of like... Let's shock the, you know, let's get really deep by that shock of the ice a little bit and the cortisol and that adrenaline and then let's slow it down and then let's go really deep within And I think, you know, we're, we're finding that these things work. I mean, these, it's been around for maybe since the 1940s or 1950s with you know, Stan Groff had some things and we had, and then, the, then legislation came in, you know, legislation came in and shut down all the stuff that was happening at Harvard with Timothy Leary. And some others that were that were doing a little bit of work. I think Timothy Leary maybe was a little bit too flamboyant, and, and you know his his personality is kind of what end up some people believe shutting everything down because it wasn't all backed with science. It was just kind of like this is what I feel and think, and it was kind of it was kind of rogue. And I think what we're doing now is saying we don't need to be rogue. We can actually do this in a very soft manner and offer it in ways that. Are accessible and I think we're, we're finding especially with with cannabis opening up in, in most all states uh, that's a really good um, a, a really good entry point um, I don't know the legalities around MDMA but I know that in many states um, uh, psychoactive mushrooms are becoming more available and um, uh, at least decriminalized at least decriminalized in, in many locales um, and there are some organizations like uh, in Utah where I'm at, the Divine Assembly, which makes ceremony um, makes ceremony uh, legal under um, the Religious, Religious Statues Act. And I know that there's the Ayahuasca Church and some others. So tell me a little bit about about that for you. I mean, is, is are you running into any 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 pushback? Um, or I guess maybe more questions, but are you running into any pushback as our country opens back up and people are wanting to gather and heal? Are you getting any pushback um, legally or um, people just feeling uh, scared because they're not sure? Like, I guess there needs to be an education um, around this and are you getting any pushback at all or are you just finding that it's pretty easy?
1: Well, to be honest, I know Florida is in the works to make it all legalized. So technically, it's, you know, we have to go underground with this. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But, um, you know, we're just creating a safe setting and we're asking everyone to be really private about what they're doing and maybe not post on social media. Like, hey, I'm doing this crazy, you know, ritual, Um, you know, and yeah, I guess technically it's not. Super legal <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well and not, maybe not maybe not in, in some states, but in some it is.
1: Yeah, it is and that's why I'm excited to do some work with you in Utah as well um, where we can get those um, legalities kind of handled.
0: Yeah, I mean it, 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 I look at them as loopholes, but I'm going to use the loopholes for what we can because frankly governments have been using loopholes to, to prosecute forever so we may as well use loopholes to provide you know, to, to provide healing. And um, I think what's most important, and I know you and I have spoke about this at our retreat last weekend, but it's really just about creating a safe container for the participants and holding a ceremony that is um, conducive to calm, to relaxing, and to healing. And is I think if we're not doing it in a uh, a Timothy Leary fashion, we're doing acid tests with the Grateful Dead playing and we're closing down streets, then we're okay. I think that we're okay in those ways to, because we're here to help. Our intention is to heal and our intention is not to party. It's not, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with um, actually something quite sacred and creating that space. And, you know, I, I, I had a profound, I didn't actually even share this with you, but so we, we did some microdosing at our, our last retreat. And I've been hitting some walls with creativity. And I found that through that, that small dose, that I was, um, it's almost like I, like I tapped into a realm of consciousness that was in between my, you know, another realm and where I am currently, my, my physical, my incarnation, to where I could create a little bit more, or at least it felt like I was freer to create. And then when I went to paint the next day, I, I, I was back at that wall again. And, and I think part of that might be just past programming, you know, saying I can't create, I can't, I can't do that, right? And that microdose um, of mushrooms really helps push you past um, the conscious thinking and into more of a subconscious to, to heal those patterns and rewire what you think you're capable of. Because I got really stoked. I started painting maracas and I started painting a painting that was – in my opinion, very difficult. It was a very difficult scene to paint. What? Techniques that I don't know anything about. I don't know how to paint water, and I've never done that before. So, um, as it relates to veterans, you know, th- maybe the blockage isn't creativity. Maybe the blockage is I can be vulnerable. Maybe the blockage is I can be a good parent. Maybe the blockage is. I can be a good partner to someone. Uh maybe the blockage is I can do more than shoot a gun, right? And um and that's maybe what we see as we offer that microdose is a change of perspective that from what we've been programmed to do.
1: And you know, and then take your medicine because um that's going to help. Like we said, even if it is um oop, it, my internet's breaking up a little bit. Um, and what the thing that I offer too is like as veterans, you know, we've we in this, we've been in this warrior space, and because you know, for me, I had a really bad PTSD. I don't know how you felt, but um, yeah. because we've been to those dark places, is why we can offer help to other people uh, because we've experienced that. And, um, and and as for me too, as a as a female veteran, um, I feel like I have an advantage because I can be a little bit soft and vulnerable around people. And that helps other people feel comfortable to open up too. And some of the elements that I like to bring to help soften because a lot of these vets are really hard and rigid, especially when they come out. Um, I like to offer flower essence um, because it is really gentle and it works on a vibrational level and it works on an emotional level and helps just to soften the body, the mind, Um, along with other things as well. that's, that's nurturing, and sometimes we just need to feel nurtured and we need to feel seen and heard, and our stories expressed. Um, and you know, I, I think we have a lot of work to do as veterans to help other people. I know you and I have both been doing a lot of work since we've been going out, and um, and not everybody has, not everybody knows they need to do any work. And so, I think COVID really helped people last year kind of figure out what their priorities were. And well, make- uh-
0: yeah, I like what you just said there—that a lot of people don't know they that they need to do work. Right. I, I really like that a lot because it's saying, "Well, this is who I am," and uh, that's the that's the illusion. This is who I am. I have these things that I have been through, and so this is who I am, and that's how I am, and that's how I'm going to be, and that's doesn't have to be right. That that is who you once were, right? Because that's the the image or the Maya that you saw yourself as that's the illusion of yourself—but today. You know, even though you used to shoot a weapon and even though you used to wear camouflage, you know, um, you, today you can wear mala beads and you can be more compassionate. You can, you can take that experience and call it contrasting to where you are now and, and use it as a lesson. And um, that's certainly the way I was. I didn't know that I could not be anything other than um, violent. And, 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 and those who get trapped in it saying, well, this is who I am. Um, in a way, it's a self-sabotage for their future relationships, their parenting, their jobs. Um, and not that they're a bad person. I want to emphasize that. Not that you're a bad person because this is how you feel. But if you really want to step into your truest self, I mean, attending one of Veronica's retreats, it was amazing. I mean, to get to Maine is not that hard. You probably fly, what, to fly up to Boston or Portland and then take a little drive up to Ryan's house. Ryan's amazing. I, I know him also. And um, and just hang out up there. Um, I know there's another group out there that I've been trying to talk to, the, the Heroic Hearts. Um, I know they do a lot of work with um, psychedelic assisted therapy for veterans also. Um, I remember you and I talked about this. You've You've had some conversations with them. Is that right? Or...
1: Yeah, I haven't personally done any retreats with them, but many of my friends have, Got and it. they speak very highly of them, and they're definitely for the movement of just getting out of the, the mind frame that pharmaceuticals are going to solve everything. You yeah. know, they really help you embody mind, body, spirit aspects, and, and using these sacred medicines. And um, yeah, they, they're they an amazing group, and I look forward to working with them. Um, Doc Kate, um, she helps to co-facilitate um, a lot of the retreats, and her and I have she has a monthly uh, integration call that veterans that oh. do medicine can, can log in and we can all chat about our experiences, how we're doing, so I participate in some of those.
0: You do um, personal coaching too, right? If people wanted to just do coaching with you, so if the veterans that are listening, doesn't really matter the, the, the branch or whatnot, but if they wanted coaching directly with you, um, they can reach you uh, probably through your page. Is that the best place? Through, um,
1: um, yeah, they can. I love chatting about this. And
0: um, um, through uh, VeronicaRoseArt.com, and, and there's a contact us page there. Is that right?
1: There is, yep. Or you can email me directly at VeronicaRoseArt at gmail.com too, and we can okay. set something up. Um, I've been trained through a program called Being True to You, and um, that is an addiction recovery transformational and um psychedelic integration coaching program and that is amazing too they offer a discount to veterans anyone that wants to learn more of how to become a coach um they're amazing and it's a five month long training but it's pretty intense and you have to face a lot of your shit and your own addictions and everyone's addicted to something even it doesn't have to be hard drugs but it could be coffee your cell phone i mean all kinds of different things and it helps you kind of and where you are and you're stuck in it, it's really helpful. So we recommend that course for sure.
0: Amazing. Be true to you. Uh.
1: Yeah, be true to you. They also um if you once you're in and you're a coach, like they need veterans to help because um you can help them because they go to also veteran retreats that serve medicine and you can help hold space for the veterans yeah. that are eating mushrooms and things like that. And they need more people to help because, you know, as the psychedelic renaissance is expanding and words getting out there and all the positive research, um, they're doing more and more um, events to help veterans, and they need other veterans to help assist. So, if that feels like something people feel called to do, um, I would highly recommend uh, getting involved.
0: So le- let's let's talk about. Um... I guess first steps. So we, we we've kind of gone a gambit of intentional spaces, psychedelic assisted therapy, th- the the path of the the, the warrior, and um, and someone who may be listening to this who says, "Well, I don't know if I need any of that. I, I mean, I'm okay, I think." Um, and they're looking at maybe just making a change. They're finding that maybe they're. If, if at least for me, not satisfied in a job, not satisfied in a relationship, not just not. There was just something missing, and um, for me, I have you know my own rituals that I do daily um, that people can start participating in. Like breath work is a, is an amazing one to get connection to self. Um, ice baths are a amazing way to be in the present moment and nowhere else. Um, to be in that space that you can't. Change, manipulate—you can just find perspective in, and and then again, there was psychedelic assisted with psychedelic-assisted therapy, whether it be mushrooms or MDMA or ayahuasca, to finding a deeper meaning in in their purpose in life, and there's and there's so many things, and and what I find is, if I were looking at this not from where I'm sitting now, but where I was sitting, you know, 20 years ago, I would be overwhelmed with information. I would say, well, I don't know what to do because I don't know what I need and I don't know where to start. And so I guess what I would, I'm asking of you is give, give those veterans who are listening uh, uh, maybe a, a three things that they can just start doing and and working towards your retreat. So if they were preparing to come in February and they're feeling like holidays are tough, how do I get through this? three things that maybe you would offer to them to just get started to, to create intention to start ritual and to get prepared for an amazing life-changing thing in February
1: sure so definitely setting intentions and really thinking about what uh, they want to call in their life um, you can I've done ceremonies where I'm like I really want to work on the relationship with my family and uh, really want to develop a stronger relationship with my mom and my dad and just Coming to a place of humility and and um, and realizing that you know nobody's perfect and it's okay. We're constantly doing the work, but setting an intention and really going in and seeing what things are working in your life, what are not working, yeah. what's not working. Um, for the veteran retreat in Maine and also this upcoming retreat, we ask everyone to start meditating if they can, even like a minute a day, and just slowly build up. Because at these retreats, we're going to be meditating at least ten to fifteen minutes. You know, we. Want- There are times if you're not used to meditation, um, if you're not used to meditation and you're in a group setting and you're trying to meditate, it can bring on a lot of anxiety if you're not prepared. Yeah. So we're trying to get everyone prepared um, and having them start with a small little increments of meditation and also doing their own research. Um, WebMD is not going to be the... The best place to look because it really just scares the shit out of you uh, in yeah. all aspects so <laughs> there are other, <laughs> there are other way you know the microdosinginstitute.com would be a great resource for people to look into and and do their own research because there's different protocols that people can do and they they spell them out too and if you're if you're a fan of paul stamets and his all his mycology yeah. wizardry information um they even go in and they talk about the Stamet stack and his protocol for microdosing too. So really I have everyone read through the website and see what resonates with them, what protocol do they wanna do? And that's, you know, because after a big macro dose, which is what we do at the psychedelic retreats, you know, it's a really profound, um, you know, process that afterwards you can start, you can maintain a little bit of that Um, Through microdosing afterward and so just giving everyone the information to start now and start and be gentle You know be gentle on yourself, but you also have to start building self-awareness as well
0: Yeah, so start with intention do a little bit of uh, meditation just start light and and I I think that is um, I think that's a good start. I mean, I think it's a really good start even just 1 minute i have some 3 minute meditations on insight timer that are really really easy 3 minutes long we did one at the retreat right we did we did one little 3 minute affirmation it was just like get started and 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 then kind of start to educate yourself and that's great cuz yeah i i'm i'm learning more about the the paul stamets and his stack and i want to give that a try um because i'm not i i've always had intention behind my my doses but i've never done an actual um, microdosing protocol that was tried and tested by someone i just was like okay day on day off two days here three days there what am i feeling and it was more introspective than it was like trying someone's protocol and so i'm very excited to try that you know i had chatted about that a little bit and how we can integrate that and, and so yeah i'm looking forward to that i um i'm look i think we're going to be doing a, a call soon so people will hear about this about a retreat that'll happen here in the Great Basin of Utah um, in the very near future. Um, so after it'll probably be after your retreat in Florida, uh, maybe even after the one in Maine. So you have a couple of them coming up in the spring. You're gonna be quite uh, quite the traveler.
1: Yeah. I am, and you know what? I'm about to get my van so I can come visit yeah. you and live van life for a little bit, and yeah. uh, that. You know, what's really cool is like when I got out of the military, I realized how free I could be. And I just want to share with other people that you can be free, too. Yeah. You don't have to live this typical nine to five. You can create something that makes you feel good. And me doing these retreats has been very fulfilling. And it feels so good when when people are really into it as well. It's it's a really powerful introspective experience when you're painting something, especially when it sucks, because it's all about listening to your own self-talk. You know, yes. what are you saying to yourself when you don't get it right? And a lot of people are afraid to paint because they're like, oh, I'm not gonna do it. But I love it when people paint and they're like, oh my God, I surprised myself. Wow, I did that. And it just takes, it takes time and creating a sacred space for you to get into that zone. And then once you're in that zone, you you paint and you just, you know, it's a very like your um, ice bath, you're very present. And a lot of times when you're in that flow state, you receive these downloads, you receive these messages on things that you need to shift about your life, especially if you set the intention before painting. Um, I've seen some really profound um, energy shifts as a group. We've all meditated together and we're visualizing a healing symbol that we want to create. A lot of us, we don't realize that we're seeing the same, messages. and mm. healing symbols. So actually, I studied with Alex Gray, an amazing visionary painter, and he, he led a, a retreat that I attended. And we all we did a journey where we there's a drum and we went on this journey to retrieve our healing symbol. Afterward, he asked the class like, Hey, what did you guys see? And everyone? Um, I was like, Oh, I saw this like eyeball fractal. And then he and he goes, Alright, well, who else saw that eyeball fractal? And about half the class also saw the same thing. Wow. So when you're, when you're in that space, in a meditative um, place, it is a powerful prayer manifestation, manifestation. And you're all coming together and praying and healing. And it's just uh, my favorite thing to, to share with other people.
0: I think that I mean not outside of evolve even. I think we 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 need to do a veterans retreat too. I think that would just be really amazing between the two of us and the things that we that we can bring together. So uh, offline, you and I can chat about that and see what your schedule looks like. But I really plan on my 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 next year being full of retreats, pretty much every month. So um, at least one a month, uh, especially if we're in vans and and doing that. So. Um,
1: I just wanted to say. Also, the year what you offered at the retreat was super, just profound, and it's been beautiful to see you grow as a professional because we've seen, we've hung out at the hostel in the forest and and you led a couple uh, yoga sessions there. But I've just in you know, a couple events there too, and just to see your growth as an instructor has been beautiful. And your the ice bath. I was so anxious, and I remember about 30 seconds in, I was crying, I was shivering, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm ready to get out, and I almost got out. And you were like you can get out or you can just continue breathing and then once i relaxed into it and started breathing we did it for like three and a half minutes and you're just gentle presence and you were so present to help every person it was just really uh it felt really good especially knowing you're a veteran and just to know that you kind of transitioned out of that one mentality into a more peaceful you know yeah. Uh, present mentality, It was just really cool to, to know that you transform like that. So I just want to put that out there. So if anyone else is interested in learning from Ryan, <laughs> i <like, I'd> totally, <laughs> you know, thumbs up for that. Thank you.
0: Just, Thank you. That's really kind. Ice baths has been something that I've seen my own transformation by doing and my own greatest work. I mean, I have thousands of hours of yoga teacher training and and, and t- tens of thousands of teaching. But really what I've, what's been most profound for me is those few moments sitting in the ice alone, um, receiving. And um, and yeah, I like to offer that to, to anyone. And so we, I think from going forward, now that I've, I wasn't really planning on doing ice baths necessarily at this retreat, but it just sort of evolved into that. And I said, okay, yeah, let's do that. Let's put this together. And then if we did it two days in a row. so. Um, because people wanted more of that so I think wherever we go we're gonna be probably offering the the option of ice bathing uh, bathing uh, offering the option of micro dosing offering the offering of painting and and just having options for our um, for our participants because there's so many options and we don't know what yours is gonna resonate you know right. for some they may say the breathwork is great but I'm not interested in painting you know and that's okay because everyone's modality of healing will be different. And we're here to just simply be conduits of tools and procedures, just protocols to keep it safe. But none of us really know what you need. And I think that's what's, what's key is Veronica and I, when we come into as ceremony leaders and facilitators, we don't think we're the experts, you're here to learn. We're, we really kind of come into this mindset where we're saying, I know a few things, and let's try it. Um, this worked for me. That I I even teach things that don't work for me because they've worked for other people. I say that does that's not the way I like to do it, but you may. And I think the the key factor. You know, we you you mentioned three things to get ready for retreat, but I think even before that is saying. I do want to step into a, another. Uh, another person or I want to step into another life or this this when I say another person I mean like my highest self I'm not, not right. another body but I want to step into the, my higher self I'm going to step into my own um, potential I, I maybe I need to get a little bit more vulnerable to be able to to believe that I need help um, and those who are saying I don't need help um, check yourself yeah. because we all do everyone yeah. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care how great of a house you grew up in. I don't care any of that. All of us need to do daily work. And, and
1: well, I was just going to say, well, if people are, are nervous to attend a retreat by themselves, like bring your battle buddy. Yeah. Bring somebody that you've already been vulnerable with that you've gone and you guys can come together and it builds that alliance and it builds more community that way too. I just want to put that in there.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I, I agree we had some mothers and daughters that came to our, our last retreat and yeah definitely bring in a friend or bringing a, a partner um, especially I mean in some in some instances bringing your partner is quite beneficial like if you're in a romantic relationship to, to open lines of communication and to kind of work through vulnerability with each other um, just you know there, there's lots of reasons to do that so lots of retreats I'll put uh, your information in the show notes and along how to get a hold of you Um also the mesa crafts which i'm excited because i think that's going to be something that i'm going to be buying in the very near future for my altar i have one little altar behind me you can sort of see it there oh, and then i
1: have the maraca
0: oh yeah you see the maraca there yeah i got a maraca i got a buddha and then um my tapestry from india and a couple of little Books in the background. Then I have another altar on this other side. They're all over the place. I I, I do a lot of geological collecting. We'll call it rock hounding. So I have a lot of <laughs> I have a lot of uh, crystals and rocks that I've uh, harvested. We'll say from Mother Earth and to appreciate the beauty and turn them in. Usually I give them out as gifts. Uh, I just kind of pass them along because I know that their 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 healing properties can be there if their intention is there. So. Veronica, thanks for joining me today we went a little longer than than we we discussed but it's uh, thanks for taking the time and and chatting with me and um, I'm looking forward to, uh, to things that we have planned I know that once we get through the holiday we're gonna chat I have um, uh, a a tentative call scheduled with our, our one of our partners, and you'll be in, on that call um, for us to, to talk retreats. So like I just said, let's get through the holiday first, and then let's start planning uh, March, April, May, and we'll start putting some stuff together for the spring. So Veronica Rose at VeronicaRoseArt.com, and you can get her at veronicaroseart@gmail.com, at gmail.com, right? Mm-hmm. Art at gmail.com, and, um, and then of course me through this medium. So Veronica, thank you so much.
1: I appreciate you. you. Much thank love. You cheating.